bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. The Lord said to Elijah, Arise, go to Zarephath. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Why didn't the widow travel to where Elijah was to provide for him? There is a place you have to get to to meet your provision. There is a place called there. And if God had to use legislation to get you there, he will get you there. If God has to use politicians to get you there, he will get you there. If God has to shake you to get you there, he will get you there. One moment you're going to hear a law and everybody's complaining. Why is Augustus doing this? Why is Quirinius doing that? But all have no idea that God is working out. Instigating Augustus, instigating Quirinius, making sure a census will be called, and making sure that by all means, Joseph will move. Because nobody moves his pregnant wife, just nine months pregnant, ready to be born, and take them on an 80 mile, three day journey. It's not wise. If you left Joseph on his own, that girl will go nowhere. Joseph will say, my, my wife is pregnant. We are about to have our child. No way we are moving. The only way they will move is for policy to move them. For legislation to move them. And for all you know, Joseph is, is moving on the journey. He's complaining. This Augustus, he's sitting in Rome. He doesn't even know what he's doing. And look at my wife. And look at and this Quirinius. Why are you even de deciding that the census should be at this time? Don't you know that you are inconveniencing people? But he's going and probably he joined other people complaining against the Roman Empire. And they are abominable laws. But inside all of that, God says, I'm going to get you to there. And if it takes abominable laws to get you to there, I'm going to take you to there, and you are going to get there. You only see Augustus and Quirinius. I see what I said through Micah, and I'm watching over my word to perform it. You have no clue what God is orchestrating and working for your good. While they were there, divine placement. The other thing you will notice is this, while they were there, the days were completed. Divine timing. The days were completed for her to give birth. What if they had delayed? She would have delivered, but scripture would not be fulfilled. It's a very delicate Operation of God. God is working with people who have no idea of what his will is. And he has to position them to the right place at the right time. I like how Galatians chapter 4 from verse 4 says, it says, But when the fullness...
fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman under the law, to redeem those who were under the law that we may we might receive the adoption as sons. Note that phrase. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. There was a fullness of time for Christ to come. He didn't come immediately. Micah said it. As a matter of fact, Micah's prophecy is hooked up to other prophecies by Isaiah and other prophecies even by Moses and other, other declarations that God himself made in the Garden of Eden. All these prophecies were hanging. And for them to be fulfilled, Augustus Caesar must kick in. There is a way in which God orchestrates the patterns of our lives. That is on our blind side. Because most of us want to see everything. Hey, what is God doing? Hey, what am I doing? Why is this happening? There are things that God does on our blind side. But you trust him. So you don't understand why Augustus is doing what he's doing, but you trust that your days are in his hands. You don't even understand why Bethlehem. And then you go to the inn and the innkeeper says, no room. Everything is booked. The town is choked. But your wife has to give birth. And they said, well, there is a place you can go. It is believed that the manger was a cave. Or the stall was a cave. And the manger is where they put the food of the animals. There is no place in the hotel, in the inn, but there is a cave. I don't know what you would be if you were the husband, if you were Joseph. You'd be arguing with the innkeeper. For your rights. Be merciful unto a woman. A pregnant woman. Have you no pity? Have you no pity? But she had to be born. Not in the inn. But in that place. So there has to be a hard hearted innkeeper. Who sees a pregnant woman and still. Doesn't change the rules. Have you worked for people like that? No pity. And you wonder, what a wicked man. But it's an appointed place. It's an appointed place. There is a place and a time. And God will bring you to that place. And he'll bring you to that time. Last thing I want to look at is the shepherds. That Jesus or the angels appear to. The angel appears to the shepherds. And he says to them in verse 12. And this will be the sign to you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. Now, was the angel, did the angel have the message ahead of time? Or she just saw it and is reporting the message? The angel has a message. He's going to tell the shepherds. The baby has been born, but he's in swaddling clothes. He's lying in a manger. So Mary has to conform. 
Because that is the message of God. So when you read prior, it says that she gave birth to her son. And she laid him in a manger. And wrapped him with sweat and cloths. I don't know the kind of marriage Mary and Joseph had. But in most marriages, you know, you'll find husband and wife will argue. Why should the baby be in the, in the, in the manger? Don't you, can't you do something? Go and fight the innkeeper. Go and, go and change this policy. This thing is no good for me. This is no good for me. But Joseph said, I can't, I can't change it. The guy says, there's no room. Is it how to treat a wife? Is it how to treat a wife? Is it how to treat a wife? I'm not treating you badly. It's just the innkeeper says there's no room. And don't you have any, any, any better thing to wrap the baby in yourself with swaddling clothes, swaddling clothes? At least do something. I don't know what argument they've been having. But the angel had already been told ahead of time. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Mary, this swaddling cloth and manger business, it had been predetermined. This is how you're going to wrap the baby. And this is where the baby is going to be. And we're going to find the, the, the shepherds and tell them that. They can't come and see the opposite. There are things in your life that God is orchestrating. Not everything in your life is going wrong that you think is wrong. Some things are going wrong but they are in the right way. <laughs> to you it's wrong. To God it has to be this way. And he is navigating you against your will to be in that place and in that right time. And in that place, you will find him. You'll find his purposes. Oh, I love the Lord. So the angel says, you will find him in a manger. The shepherds were very interesting people. The angel appears to them first to the shepherds angel appears to them and the bible says they were in the country at that time they were around at that time now how did they get to be around there was in the same country shepherds watching over their flocks by night in the same country now, if you know anything about shepherds, they don't stay in one place. And the shepherds of Jesus' time didn't stay in one place. They go where the grass is green. A shepherd doesn't stay in one place. The, the cow or the sheep graze and graze and graze. There's nothing and he's still staying there. No. A shepherd is a nomad. They move. The Bible says there was in the same country shepherds. So, these shepherds who are there... We're not there all the time. It's not as if they start their life every day. This is where they come to. If they do that, their sheep will die because there will be no grass. So these shepherds have been moving. We don't know where they started from, but they've been grazing and grazing and moving and moving from one place to the other and one place to the other. And this particular night, they are outside the city of Bethlehem because shepherds don't stay in the city. They have to be outside. The word in the country means in the open fields. In the open fields of Bethlehem, outside the city, 
They come and find, oh wow, there's grass here. Let's stay here. And they have no idea that God has been moving them from one field to the other, to the other, to the other. And finally ended next door to this miracle that is happening. Jesus is being born and this is where they graze their sheep today. In all certainty, yesterday they weren't there. And tomorrow they won't be there. The day before they were grazing somewhere. The day before they were grazing somewhere. The week before they were grazing somewhere. The month before they were somewhere else. Maybe they had come from very far away. But this particular night, they were positioned in the right place. God has a sense of purpose. You think you're just grazing from place? Ah, I can't stand. I get this job and then I lose a job. I get a job and I lose a job. And this one comes and that one leaves. And this one comes and nothing stays. And this one comes. And one day you find yourself next door in Bethlehem. And God says, this is why you've been moving all this time. Because I needed to bring you next door. I have a message and an assignment for you. And the Bible says they were watching over their flock by night. They were not asleep. I don't know why they were not asleep. Maybe they couldn't sleep. Maybe they couldn't sleep. They come to Bethlehem. They have to sleep and work tomorrow. But this night they can't sleep. Because an angel is coming up. And if you sleep you miss your visitation. So they are awake. And the angel comes. One angel. If you look at the sequence of events. One angel comes. So you have to be awake to see him. And then the light shone after that. The light didn't come with the angel. Angel came. The light shone. And the host of the heavenly host. Uh, angels come up and then they shout glory to God in the highest on earth peace be. but the first intervention is one angel showing up at midnight and they were awake right timing so God not only positions Mary and Joseph in the right place but he also positions the shepherds in the right place. And in this confluence of draconian Roman policy and cultural practices and nomadic systems and a trading system that seemed all to not favor the participants in this space God shows up and he has worked everybody to come to this spot because God rules in the affairs of men your life is not as erratic as you think it is Things are not happening by heart as you think they are. It may be by heart to you. But there is an eye observing and a hand superintending 
over the affairs of your life. And there is a purpose driving everything happening to you. And he will bring you to there at the right time. And the Bible says when they got there, the time was completed for her to deliver. And she delivered. Somebody say, I will deliver. Say, I will deliver. I will produce results. I will bear fruit. The time was completed for her to deliver. And she delivered her firstborn son. And they called him Jesus. If you want to find this play, Jesus in this Christmas, you will find him in the events of life. Still guiding our lives. Still orchestrating. Still bringing people. Moving people. Using history. Using world events. Using policy. All of that. So that his child, one little girl, will find her purpose. And one little boy will find his purpose. I pray for you this Christmas season that you will find Christ in the right place at the right time. I pray for you in your journey of life as you move from place to place, one grazing ground to another grazing ground, not knowing why you cannot seem to stay, that the Lord will bring you to that place where you will deliver the results he has called you to. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you will not miss your day of visitation. That you will not count the inconvenience and miss the purpose. That in the midst of all the inconvenience, in the midst of all the disorder, in the midst of all the misunderstanding, God will position you in the center of his will. And I pray that in the year ahead of you, God will bring perfection and completion to his purposes in your life. You will arrive there. You will get there. The time will be completed. You will be perfected. You will deliver. You will produce. And Micah's prophecy, that word God spoke to you, it seemed to be 40 years ago. Micah's prophecy was seven years, 100 years old. But one night, it happened in the culmination of history. That which God promised you and spoke to you about, which you have hidden in your heart all these 10 years, all these 5 years, all these 3 years, all these 40 years, all these, all these years, and saying, Lord, when, Lord, when, Lord, when, Lord, when, made the events of history conspire on your behalf and may God bring you to the place appointed for you may you stand in the fullness of God's purpose for you in Jesus name and if you receive it say I receive it say I receive it in Jesus name amen God bless you give the Lord praise somebody Thank you for listening to Living Word. 
To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.